welcome, guys. It's the post-game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. UK just pulled off a close one against Penn State, 27-14, in a game that was so up and down. Booyah. Snell, yeah, is all I've got to say about that game. Man, I... Again, that was just an up and down game. It was not it definitely not what I was expecting. When Kentucky go went up twenty seven to seven. I was like, well, hopefully UK's defense can shut them down or we hold them to a field goal the rest of the way, maybe. But, you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. Penn State really, you know, they gave their hearts out to get back in that game. And they they tried their best to win, obviously, but you know, in the end, UK just you know Benny Snell, you know, just had more fight than Penn State did, I think, and he really wanted. I mean, they were talking about even before the game started and during. You know, they talked about how Benny, this is the game that Benny, you know, that he wants the most, and he certainly proved why he wanted to win. Uh, broke the. UK's all-time rushing yards record. He has that now. Uh, just continue on from the pre-game show. UK really accomplished a lot this season. Yeah, I think they so. really did. Despite the loss to Georgia and despite the loss to Tennessee, you know they they really accomplished a lot. And you know, uh, it all started. With UK beating Florida. Yep. In Florida. I mean, like I said uh, in the pregame show, before the season started, we were not expecting UK to be a 10-win team. No way. We figured at the very least UK could win only five games. Well, I, I figured when five we were, or six, yeah. That's when we were right. really taking a look at the schedule. Tough schedule. We thought, you know, Kentucky could – this would be one of the best Kentucky teams in a while, but they might only win five or six games. Yeah. But they they really shocked everybody, and they proved everyone wrong, and they proved, you know, that they can contend with other SEC schools. I agree. I agree. And, and what's really great about them being 10-3, and three, first of all, it's the first time in 40 years that they've got, had 10 wins. And the only the third time in uh, a little over 60 years that they've won 10 games. So it's a huge day for Kentucky football. And the only thing we have to do is look forward to having a good team every year. Maybe not 10 wins. No, I mean... We're not going to talk about 10 wins every season like a lot of these other football teams expect. Look, the fans have to understand, UK's not Georgia. UK's not Alabama. Yeah. And I'm not I mean I'm not saying that they're if that they ever will be. But you know, they can be a consistent eight win team. I think if anybody's been a UK fan at least in the last ten years and and even beyond that, that this type of run is special and it's not something that they'll expect every year. I mean, I look forward to the day that I expect Kentucky to win 10 games oh, yeah. every year. I mean, but and, again, but, I mean, we're not there, but like I said, that's what makes it I think we appreciate it more. Yeah. We won that game because we wanted it more. Than I Penn I think State. we're a little bit different than some UK fans. 
Because we know we look at UK and we don't get too excited for, you know... History. Yeah, we can't get too excited. And, and there's some UK fans out there that just expect, you know, they expect high things, yeah. you know, high expectations. And if you're a UK fan and you're expecting UK to pull off what they did next year, you're just setting yourself to be upset for a well, long period of and, time. And I, I tell you, between an old school UK fan versus a new school like Tyler, um, you know, Penn State was making the run back. It was again. Actually, I have to give props to them. Yeah, they played their hard they, outs and trying to get back in that game. Come back, and Tyler was cussing, and he was getting upset and and everything like that. And you know, I was just sitting there and. Basically taking it in, I was not happy, but at the same time, I've lived through so much crap in my life with UK football that it was sort of like, oh God, here it goes again. But once again, once again, this is not your... It's not the average football team team for Kentucky this year. No, it's not. It's definitely not. not. And again, that's just been like that the whole season. And that defense, man, God. Major props, teams. big, oh. big props to that defense. Yeah. And they deserve everything after everything that they did for this program. Yeah, special. Bringing them back again. You know, Mark Stoops' first couple of years here, he went 2-10. and 10. Yeah. And now Louisville is 2-10 and 10 and UK is going. How about turning a two-star defensive uh, you know, a defensive player into an NFL top ten draft pick, a p- potential possible number one. Yeah, people are some. Uh, some people are it. saying. Yeah, but I mean, he uh, he have essentially affected this game in every way. Possible. People are comparing him to the LeBron James of football, uh, yeah, considering I mean, how much effect that he has on the yeah, game. Yeah, defensively, especially the effect he had on this game. Yeah. It was unbelievable. If UK doesn't have Josh game. Allen this game, they don't win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, he completely disrupted their game. Uh, even before the game, Penn State was talking about, we have to stop this guy from sacking. And I was listening to some of uh, James so they Franklin. They knew it was coming. Yeah. They knew it was coming. I was listening to that. some James Franklin's uh, post, the post-game con- uh, interview. And he said, I mean, we knew Allen was going to be a problem. We knew Benny was going to be yeah. a problem. So they knew beforehand they had, you know, players that they had to focus on. They essentially did a good job against Snell in the first half. Not great, but a good job. They, I think they went into they the just They didn't of, give it to him enough. Yeah. Kentucky did Well, didn't. no, I'm just talking from Penn State's perspective. They, they probably felt like, yeah, we did a pretty good job against Snell. You know, he didn't go off on us. And then that third quarter happened, man. I don't know what team. They definitely made adjustments. Yeah. Finally. Finally, Kentucky yeah. Kentucky makes adjustments at halftime. That was the first time I've seen adjustments probably since the Mississippi State game. Yes. was the first time where I saw good uh, uh, good adjustments. Good adjustments, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and um, you know, we've kind of been down a little bit on the adjustments and and the kind of the repetitiveness of the play uh, of the of their call playing. as as much as we can hate on the the offensive coordinator, he called plays perfectly in that third quarter. He did. He did. 
the fourth quarter, you know, just like anybody else, they got caught a little bit on their heels. But they straightened themselves out in the last drive. I they mean, did. That last like drive, I said, they looked just as good as they did as like the I said. Quarter. Benny wanted that game, and he yeah. wasn't going to let UK lose that game. And what a and guy he... to put your team. I mean, what a guy to put uh, the team on your so so on their shoulders. I mean, he he's just you can't he's possibly he's a great kid. I mean, I I I know he's not a nerd, but I think he's kind of he's got an old fashioned nerd in him. And uh, I just love he's just the a fact great guy. Yeah, I love the way he celebrates. He he hams it up for the uh, for the television. He gets the he's crowd. Not, you know, you have the fans on your back when during the game the fans, the Kentucky fans, were shouting out Benny, Benny, yeah. Benny. They they were calling well, that's him what out. I like about him too is he you know he's not overly flamboyant on the field, but when he gets off the field, he kind of becomes. You know, a, a, a flamingo. You know, he he sticks out, but he's not doing that on the field. And that that's that's what I like about him. He's smart enough to know, hey, I can't do this stuff on the field. But you know, and then he goes on the sideline. You know, he he's looking at. The, he knows the cameras on him, and he's smiling and he's doing goofy stuff. He's such a great personality, and he's definitely someone that this team is going to miss next year. I uh, and if anybody, any of you have had a chance. Please Google Snell Yeah Tattoo on Benny Snell Jr. It's freaking hilarious. He, he put it on his stomach. Yeah. And yeah. it is the greatest Snell, tattoo. Yeah. It's the greatest tattoo <laughs> I've ever seen. He's yeah. just a good kid. He loves the program. Yeah. No team wanted him. His favorite team, Ohio State, where he grew up close to, didn't want him. And he proved, you know, you know I'm every bit of – you know, the three-star that I was, even better. And, like I said, UK is going to miss him next year. And UK is going to miss the defensive stars that they had this year, especially Josh Allen. Uh, and of everyone they're going to miss on defense, Josh Allen's going to be the one that they miss the most. And just because... Who wouldn't of, miss Josh Allen? Just considering how much he affects the game. You know, it... <sighs> UK can still be really good. And like I said, it's not going to take Kentucky another 40 years to get back to where they win another 10 games. I think it's going to be I think I don't think it's going to take that long. They're not going to win 10 games next year. I hope they prove me wrong, but they're not going to. You can't as a UK fan, you can't have those type of expectations yet. No, I don't think so. But they can be a consistent 8-win team, I think. Yeah, and get a decent you know, bowl game and, and things like that. I think it's certainly with who they have coming in next year and things like that, I think it's certainly an expectation to make a, a decent bowl game next year. Maybe not a uh, January 1. It's not but, probably not uh, going to be another Citrus Bowl. Sure. But, you know, Mars Stoops is getting this team ready for the future. I have no doubt about it. I'm just Man. really impressed with Stoops. I really am. I I think considering he went two and two his first couple two and ten his first couple of seasons here, and looking back five to six years after that, kudos look, to look the Kentucky at, fans look, by sticking by him too. And kudos to the Kentucky athletic director. Yeah, and everyone that's associated with that there. keeping him. Yeah, there's a lot. They of could pressure. have easily given up on him. Oh, that would have never happened in Kentucky basketball, and it oh, just no. it, the fact is 
that uh, they they will you, definitely you hold a higher basis. standard to basketball and than they do I football. I tell you what, I hope five years from now we have a general expectation every year to be decent in the SEC and things like that. But we're not counting our chickens before they hatch. We're not doing any of that. And uh, but I'm just really happy with this this season. Um, you know, we we have a lot of records that were broken. Uh, Josh Allen is now the all-time Kentucky sacks leader. Yeah. Benny, Benny Snell was the all-time rushing yards leader at yeah. Kentucky. Records were broken. They finally ended the streak at yeah. Florida, not just at Kentucky. They ended it at Florida in That's the swamp. Huge. Yeah. They and, and a dominated team, Mississippi a State. A Florida team that was really good. That was definitely better than advertised yes. at the beginning of the season. Yes. I mean, we're talking about a team. They they murdered Michigan. They did, and you know, and not only that, but they played. They they played better teams than them, and they hung with them. They they beat LSU, who just knocked off UCF. By the way, forty to thirty-two. Yeah, which which should have been a blowout. Yeah, it was crazy how that came about, but um, that was that was a weird game. If you look at the stat line on that game, you're just like, how? Was you're that wondering how? You, yeah, close? you're you're really wondering how it was just an eight. Yeah. Uh, point w- win yeah. for LSU. And, and, you know, and I was watching replays of LSU scoring touchdowns and stuff. They were flexing and stuff. They kind of knew that they had this game won. I, I, you know, I. And that was early on. That was in the second quarter when they were doing that. Right. So. Yeah. Go just. Uh, going back to Kentucky for a little bit, I mean, considering all of their accomplishments this year, what has been your favorite moment? Not your favorite moment, but what has been your favorite thing from this Kentucky team this season? Defense. Defense? Un, just unstoppable defense. I only saw them really hiccup once against Georgia. And a hellaciously good running back that I can't. That well, I to be fair about that, about. Georgia has their talent versus what UK has is absolutely. Is that's completely. Not, that's not taking away. I don't from think UK that's not. I don't think that should knock off of UK's no, defense. Not at they all. were just. UK, Georgia just has the talent to. They were just a better team. Yeah. And they that's, were that's Kentucky was just but outplayed. The Kentucky's defense. Okay. And I guess you could Kentucky say defense, against Tennessee, they lose six games. Oh yeah. You know. And so that's the difference is that it was the defense. Anybody that say anything else, it's just not true. Snell was going to get his. You know, we knew that. He did it last year. We knew he was going to be solid. You know, Terry, you know, there's still There was a lot of unknowns before the season. Yeah, but that defense, we knew – uh, they know, kept us. On, they on. kept us in the majority of the games. And I'll say it right now. I still think. I still think this. I still think Kentucky's got the best defense in the SEC, and I know that's controversial for me to say that. But if they had an offense that would, could stay you on just the field, imagine if UK a had UK a well rested defense where they had they're putting up offensive numbers? That was another problem against a team like Georgia. Yeah. UK's defense, they just got tired. Worn out. Yeah. How how can you how can a defense not get tired when the offense comes on? They're on there for a minute fifteen seconds, and then they got to get back out on the field. And guess what started happening? They started getting openings on the defensive line, which has been Kentucky's bread and butter. You know, 
And so I the defense, I still I'll say it. I think they're the best defense in the SEC. And that's not knocking, you know, Georgia. Georgia has a good defense. Texas A&M has an excellent defense. Um, you know, Alabama even. You know, but Alabama's, you know, team is just more complete, same as Georgia. And that's why Kentucky's defense didn't look as stellar in those games. I think my favorite thing about this UK team is it's not just the defense, it's the personality that this team had mm-hmm. to go along with Benny, to go along with Josh Allen, to go along with the fans who had their back throughout the whole season, even going through a rough stretch of Georgia and then Tennessee. The fans loved this team, and they had a great personality. They are going to be legends forever. Yeah, This team was they are never going to be forgotten for everything they accomplished this we, season. And we know this through Kentucky basketball. You don't have to win a championship to be, to be good. remembered. No. To be remembered and, and to be well remembered. This that thirty eight and one Kentucky team. Yeah. It's always going to be remembered because they went thirty eight and oh. Yeah. You know, it's despite them not winning a national championship, they're going they are always going to be remembered yeah. for what they accomplished this well, season. Well, we can go back further than that to the 90s uh, when Kentucky's... The Unforgettables. Yeah, the Unforgettables the, uh, and things like that. And, and you know, uh, the Duke. Oh, God, I hate saying this. The Shot. The, yeah, the Shot. But, I mean, even then, I, that's, that's seared in my brain, you know. And the same thing with this team. We'll remember this team for many, many years to come. We're always going to be remembering remember this remember team. You're going to remember Snell's smile. The defense being such a great being dominant, yeah, dominant, and you know you're you're just gonna remember a lot of things. The coach, we got a great coach who's got a great personality. You have to he give calls it like it is. You have to give big props to Mark Stoops for putting this team together in the way that he did it. I know there were some rough spots about this offense. I I, I know I realized that, and I'm you know I was critical of their offense many of times this season, many. And, you know, the best I've seen Kentucky's offense was that first half of uh, the South Carolina game. That was the best I've seen their offense. Terry was throwing it down the field. Benny was getting it through the middle. He was taking it to the house. I mean, that was the best I've seen that offense. And then, you know, the offense, of course, that second half wasn't great, but their defense kept them in that game. But they just their offense just kind of hit a stagnant. They were just well, I, they were just like what, stuck in a log jam for the shocked. longest time. I was shocked against Penn State how they came out in the third quarters. I, I was really was because uh, you remember we talked at halftime, and I was like I'm a little concerned because Penn State was dropping the ball down. And, this Kentucky uh, and, special teams made great plays. Was, the quarterback was scrambling, getting nine or ten yards here and there. I was I was getting concerned because they were building up momentum. Kentucky had none in the first half. I mean, they really didn't. They scored off a punt return, and then you know they had a field goal, which with really good field position. So I mean, for the most part, the the. We thought we were having the UK team offensively that we've had in the past, um, and you know this last half of the season. So I was really happy to see them come out and just burning it up. And but you know they they started cruising in the fourth, and uh, that was the problem. I mean, it was just like and we got to give Penn State some credit for that. I do. I mean, yeah. Penn State's quarterback Trace McSnorley. Uh, 
will go down as one of the big, you know, one of the great Penn State yeah. quarterbacks oh, for everything. So. He, that dude is a winner. Yeah, he is a good guy. He's a good kid. I mean, he he gave it his all in his last game as a Penn State Mitney Lion. Yeah, and you know, you have to give credit where credit's due. He did well, his very he, best. He's the reason they were in that game. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, let's face it. That when backup. He, when he was out hurt. That backup wasn't <laughs> yeah. going to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he, you know, again, you had to give Penn State credit, and you know, Kentucky, they they fought they fought their asses off I'm in this really game. I'm really psyched about the SEC this year, and everything that I thought this is what makes Kentucky's defense that much more special. They're playing these teams that are murdering other teams. Or, or just trouncing them, and they held them to two touchdowns, you know. Kentucky beat Florida, who just beat Michigan, who was at one point number four. Yeah, they, they were this close to make it to the playoffs. You, you made it close to the radio. It was he. He had a pinch close. <laughs> <laughs> they were, you know, they were so close to. Make it to the playoffs, you have to but use a description. They were right. Caroline from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but Michigan was close to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. They just they got killed by Ohio State, and then now of course they got blown out by Florida. I mean that's you know looking at it now that was a great win yeah. for Kentucky. Yeah. Get, beating Florida at Florida. Yeah. And as and, far as my moment. I think that's going to be a moment that I remember from this year's team. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, come on. <laughs> Just Cash Daniel coming out after that game on Forest Field doing Stone Cold because Cash Daniel, Cash Money said so, getting yeah. the beers and you know doing what Stone Cold Steve Austin would do. I will always remember that. Well, and the irony of it is it seemed like all the teams were coming out before the game and had absolutely no respect for Kentucky. No. Florida's team did it. You know, all the Mississippi teams, State did it. Texas A&M did it. They damn near lost at their own house because of it uh, and probably should have. You know, it, it it's pretty amazing to me uh, that I think if I were playing Kentucky next year, I would just shut up. Don't and put sh- up. You know, just shut up. Don't. <laughs> at some point or another, you – this Kentucky football team is going to finally get respect. And I think this helps beating Penn State. Yeah, it's just so weird to hear that. It really is. All and like I said, I don't now. think it's going to take another 40 years to get back where Kentucky can get back to 10 wins. I, I think, again, Mark Stoops is building up this program. Well, and, you know, starting with the, this great recruiting class. Next year too, and I don't want to get too much into the unknowns next year. But, you know, you have Wilson with another uh, year. He he still has two years. Uh, people they, people they, forget he's just a sophomore quarterback. And they can also change the offense to suit him better. This offense was more oriented towards Snell. Because, and people Snell knew. first and then everybody else next, you know. Right. And rightfully so. He's the, you know, uh, the greatest rusher in Kentucky history. So you have to. And... But at the same time, you know, so I, I'm not so down on next year. I'm just cautiously optimistic. I definitely think that they can win seven games. And I definitely think it's possible for them to win ten games. Their their schedule next year is easier than it is was this year. Um, 
you know, we talked about the gauntlet and things like that that they had. I mean, they had a gauntlet of games, and they won every one besides... Thank God we didn't have to play LSU and Alabama. Right. We played everybody else. Well, it would have been nice to play Alabama yeah, in the SEC championship. Yeah, I, I think so, Even too. if UK got blown out, it would have been just ni- nice to say, hey, yeah. hey, Kentucky made it. Yeah. And like I said in, in, in the pregame show, I mean, you can't – if you were to tell me UK was one game away – All they'd have to do is sack Tua, and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Josh happy. Had Josh Allen get a sack yeah. against Tua. Right. Yeah, and like uh, – if you would like I said in a pregame show, if you would have told me UK had was one game away from making it to the SEC championship game, I would have laughed in your face. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great thing. That's another and, great thing about two, what what two great talented teams in the SEC championship too, and we were a hair, you know, we we were right there, close to it, to being in that game, you know, and uh, I had a couple plays gone differently. That game could have been maybe. Maybe Georgia ends up winning that game. Yeah. But it would have been closer. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm not too much into speculation and everything. But I, I definitely think... What happened happens. If you, if you look at how close they they came, I don't see how you could walk away other than a big, huge smile and, and, and feeling good for the rest of the year until they start the next year. I mean, I couldn't have asked anything more from the UK football team. They definitely exceeded expectations. Even KSR, they were talking about, uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Ryan Lemon who said that they could go, they could only win five games. Yeah. And it was and very, that, po- it was know, very was possible. Speculation. It was think, very possible. Yeah. And considering that schedule, you know, and we talked about that three games, that could have been deflated them. They lost, if they lost to Florida. And then they went through that gauntlet and lost two of those three games. This could have been a totally different season. But that Florida win, and I, I, I'm coming around to you there, Tyler. That Florida win really just set the tone for the entire season. They, they finally got, the got that mental hurdle yeah. of every year they had to worry about mm-hmm. trying to beat Florida to end that streak. And now they don't have that. They have to worry about well, that. Well, think anymore. about it. You're going into every game, and the only one that you really have to fear is Alabama. Really, I mean, come on. We're going to a Georgia game. I thought we would lose, but at the same time, it wouldn't have been devastatingly shocking to me if they won. You know how many? How often can you say that? You know, and so Alabama, you know, was really the only team that we felt like we couldn't beat. And, you know, we didn't play them, so it doesn't matter. But that's sort of the point of how good this team, how confident we were in them. Uh, you know, we had our issues on the offense, but that defense was just phenomenal. I mean, I'll say it right now. I'll still say it. Their best defense in the SEC. Consistent in every possible way. Devastating to any type of offensive um you know, momentum, you know, they're devastating. And, I mean, let's look at Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming into that game, they averaged 50-plus points a game, and they put up hellacious offensive numbers, and Kentucky made them look mediocre. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the game, I mean, Trace McSnorley is a good quarterback, and they made him look mediocre yeah. in that first half. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and really, if you think about it, and this is kind of similar to 
what Alabama does. You know, they get that lead, and then they kind of cruise a little bit. And they did. They cruised. And even, you know, the announcers were recognizing that someone that doesn't that doesn't watch a whole lot of U.K. football, obviously, that was probably the first time they ever called a U.K. game. And they, even they saw that they were kind of cruising a little bit. They were getting a little too happy on the sideline. And who can blame them? You know, I, I if I was up 20 to 7 against, uh, you know, Penn State, I would be that way too. I'd be over the hill, you know, just like crazy, 27-7 and, you know, all this different stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I said this in the pregame show, you know, next year the offense, it's going to be Terry's offense. Yep. He's going to be expected to, you know, be the captain and lead that offense. And I I really hope Mark Stoops really changes the offense to fit his game because we saw multiple times, and especially in that last drive against Missouri, when Terry Wilson's in an up-tempo type of offense, he does well. He's not a terrible passer. He completed a high percentage of his passes this year. I mean, he he can be a star for this team. I definitely think And he still be. has two years to really develop into a solid quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely, and he's definitely a type of player that has a lot more up than he does, you know, going down. I th- there, you and know, he's, you know, he's really athletic, and I think he can do big things here at Kentucky. And you know, we're gonna need him for the future. We are really going to need him, and it's going to be, you know, up to him. It's going to be up to other offensive players like Isaiah Epps, a wide receiver. Taven Richardson should be coming back. AJ Rose, gonna you know he's going to take over the helm of running back. Lynn Bowden Jr. is going to be expected to do a lot more. And I mean, it is this UK offense has a lot to look forward to. I think they have the weapons to be really solid next year. Hell, they had the weapons to be really good this year. They just didn't put it together all. I mean, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just because Mark Stoops had that run first mentality type of offense. And why and not? Blame him. Yeah. Give it to Benny. Considering who's... what last year, why not? You know. So I mean, you know, we can question the, you know, the their play calls and there were a few of them that were pretty bad. But all in all, I think the coaches had the right train of thought, the right plan of attack as far as offense is concerned. They knew that they were going to have to give it to Snell, and they knew that Snell's going to have to win the game. And, you know, considering the defense and everything like that, it's pretty smart because if your defense can shut down the other team, then you're not going to have to rack up a bunch of points. And and that's been Kentucky all year round. It's not fun football to watch but unless it's what, you're a it's, fan. But it's their bread and butter. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're a fan. If you're a U.K. fan, you love it. Okay, but if you're an outside viewer watching UK and you absolutely can't stand it. Yeah, it would be a little irritating. But at the same time, I I have immense respect for any type of defensive team. I I definitely think that's how you win championships. I mean, in it's it certainly doesn't hurt to have a good offense. But if you have a good defense and a good offense, you're unstoppable. And I think that is. So look at Alabama. Yeah, I think that's. That's what I, I love about Stoops is he made this team into a defensive juggernaut. Now all he has to do is focus on, you know, keep his focus on the defense, 
but step it up on the offensive side. Definitely. And like I said, this offense this offense should be really good next year. Yeah. And I think, you know, Terry Wilson, like I said, this is gonna be his offense. He's gonna have, you know, he's gonna expect to step up. And, look, and he needs look to look another year out from there. You know, Terry Wilson as a junior. You know, if he can keep improving and keep improving, you know, this is a possible team that we could uh you know look back on and say, Wow, that was a really good ball team. You know, all around for three years, even after losing Snell and things like that. You know, so it I definitely think we have a lot of a lot to look forward to next year. A really great season. I can't remember the last time. Oh, I, I, I never remember. I, you know, I was a baby in the seventies, but you know, this team their first ten has wins meant season. more to me, and I'll say it probably more to me than any UK basketball team in probably twenty plus years. And I, I don't say that lightly because I love Kentucky basketball, but this is such a rare occurrence. That how could you not? They just took another thing I love is they took everyone off guard. No one was expecting them to win ten games. No one, not even KSR, not not even the media. No one. No one. Uh, I, I can tell you right now that before this game, you know they had almost a month before this game. The guys that were calling the game out in the booth. They probably had to research these people. They didn't know who they were. They might have known Snell a little bit, but for the most part, he was probably an unknown to them, other than a little stat line. You know, they didn't know about his personality. They didn't know anything. Stoops. Did you really hear them say a whole lot about Stoops? Nope. They don't know who he is because, you know, he's not, he's not on their radar. And that's nothing against them. It's just to tell you that how much of a surprise this team was. If I were writing an article about, you know, college football in 2018 and 2019, one of the very first things I would write about is Kentucky. And the reason is, is this is like a 50 to 1 long shot winning the Kentucky Derby. It really is. You know, no one expected this. And so it's a huge story for Kentucky to go 10 and 3. And you consider that they've only done it twice in 60 years before then. That is huge. I mean, that's that is winning the Kentucky Derby as a long shot. It is. The only difference is is that, you know, it's a much more of a team game. You know, there's a lot of stuff that all these things that had to go you know, you think back to all the different games that we played against Texas A&M and things like that that could have gone differently and we could have got a better record. But there were things that could have happened that we've had a worse record too. And so, you know, it, it that makes this season very special. I, think. I agree. And, you know, like I said, we've said this multiple times, UK has a lot of great moments from this year. You know, it's a new year. It's, you know, it's... This UK football program has, you know, the fans have a lot to look forward to. And I really think Stoops is the man to get the job done for him. I'm so glad that Miami already hired their next guy as head coach. And I'm glad Mark Stoops is going to hopefully stay here for the long haul. I love the guy and everything he did to put this team together. He did a fantastic job. 
And, you know, this recruiting class coming in is going to really shape the future. All the defensive stars you got, getting all these people from the state of Kentucky, from Louisville, like J.J. Weaver and Jared Casey, who are going to be stars. And I, I'll, I'll say this, they are going to be stars. There's sophomores next year for UK's defense that are going to be stars on this team. I'm not saying they're going to be Josh Allen, but they can get close to there. Uh, Josh Allen's a once in a that's a once in yeah, once in a decade type, type of player, player yeah. yeah. Where he just you know effectively changes the game, but UK has talent going forward to be successful, and I don't think it's going to take them very long to get back to being a ten win team. I really don't think so. And you know Benny finishes his finishes his career with 144 rushing yards and adding two TDs. I can't think of a better way to go out than giving your heart out and rushing for, you know, close to 150 yards. And Josh Allen finished with three sacks. Yeah. He affected. He had well, they he blocked, were huge too. blocked a field goal. Oh man. Got the sacks he again were huge. Had uh, he had a couple rushes, uh, you know, where he rushed a quarterback. Uh, had some big tackles. He played amazing today. He played. He gave his heart out, yeah, and he put his heart out for. I mean, it probably felt four years I'm at sure UK. For Penn State. It felt like the way we felt with Georgia's running backs. Yes, it was like, like, Lord, can somebody please tackle him, block him, do something? And, and any and whoever gets him in the NFL, they're gonna love him. Oh, I, I agree they have with a that. game-changing player coming in, and there he's and gonna the help. Is, he's guys, gonna help your defense. This is not a five-star. Forget the star system. Give me a player with some heart, who's willing to work hard, who's willing to sacrifice. He has worked his ass off in his four years at Kentucky. Snell, too. And Benny Snell, too. He came in as just a three-star. Look at where he is now. I just, I I like that. And I'll tell you right now, and we talked about this, I think, and, you know, I I don't say this lightly, this Kentucky football team means more to me than any basketball team in the last 20 years for that very reason. They have players on there that have been veterans who you've got that to know, you love, ab- love. That you love and you absolutely the, the personalities, every fan is behind them. They do a lot within the community. They love the fans back. And so next year, we're going to lose Snell. And, you know, we wish them luck. But next year... It's a different you know, ball game. The fan base. It really is a different ball game. And I really... got to come. The okay. fan base has to, if they want their team to be successful, they need to continue to pack up Kroger Field. They need to continue to travel to the other team's opposing uh, arenas. Penn State was a great example of that. That crowd was three-quarters Penn State. And, that, and Penn that's State's not a story no- program. Right, and that's not a knock on UK. No, their fans showed up too. Yeah. You go to, you go to a... Um, um, a game in New York City that Kentucky's playing, and, and half the stadium will be UK fans because they're well traveled. It's a story program in basketball. The same thing for we just need to develop that for our football game. And and quite frankly, I was really happy with how many UK fans showed up. I was really happy with it. They were painted up. They were excited. I don't know why they kept on focusing on that kid with Snell Yow. <laughs> it was great, though. <laughs> yeah. I would have done the same thing if I was there. Well, I know, but it was just like, you know, hey, can't find somebody else. <laughs> See, that's just an example of how much these fans love this team. Yeah. That they would, you know, just go out and paint Snell Yow on their chest. 
was you a know, fun game. It was. That was a fun game. I am really going to. I'm going to for sure miss this team. Yeah, and I, I definitely. I'm so glad that I got to witness this in my first year of college. You know, I don't know if I'm You'll never, never forget it, buddy. And never going to forget it. I'm going to be able to tell my kids about you know. Atmosphere about the atmosphere, about how much this team accomplished, and all the records that they broke this year, and the impact that they have. And I really think this is going to have an impact on the rest of the future. And hopefully, you're telling especially your kids in recruit. This is where it began. Yeah. This is where it started to turn. Where you for UK was they year. and another thing, and this is one of the last things I'll say is you know their def their defense and everything they were able to do they weren't. Usually, UK is the team that got pushed around on defense. Yes. And they didn't let it happen this year. And that's uh-huh. another thing you got to love about them. You know, Cash Daniel will be back for his senior year. He's going to be big for him. And he's going to be, the you know, like Josh Allen was the leader this year, he's going to be the leader next year to be, you know, he's going to have to be able to lead the, all the young guys. And I really think that they can do that. And, you know, Darius West, you know, you forget some of the unforgotten defensive stars on this team like Darius West. He had 10 tackles today. Cash Daniel had eight tackles. DeAndre Square, a freshman, had six tackles. Mm. He got good playing time. I mean, they have – Mike Edwards, too, had five tackles. They have players that, you know, are unheard of, and they – you know, they don't get as much credit as someone like Josh Allen. I mean, I was really happy. And, you know, you mentioned tackles. They, they, they really, uh, that is something else about Kentucky. There's not a whole lot of missed tackles. Really good arm tackles. Even when uh, Penn State was driving for a touchdown, just a little grab of the ankle and tackle him before he gets in the touchdown. I saw a play. I mean, Cash Daniel made a good leg tackle. Yeah. Leg tackles are important, especially in today's game, you know, where the helmet-to-helmet and things like that are really strict. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was just really happy. Like I said, Benny finishes with 144 yards, rushing to end his career at Kentucky. What a way to end What a way to go out in a blaze of glory. Absolutely love that guy. Going to miss him. We as fans are going to miss a lot about this team for next year. But, again, we can keep saying this. Fans have a lot to look forward to. Yes. And Mark Stoops is getting this team ready. And I think they're going to be a consistent force in the SEC. I really do. I never thought I'd say that, but he's getting them ready. And these, you know, they'll get respect sooner rather than later. And I want to say one thing to you, Tyler. As a U.K. fan, a long-time U.K. fan, you usually turned off your radar this time of the year. Okay, that's you something stop, that you that's stop something. caring. Eventually, and, once basketball starts, usually you know the UK football season is usually over. Yeah, but now basketball teams got people. Be put on hold. People were still <laughs> people were still paying attention to football. Yeah, we love our basketball. Even when even when it. basketball started, yeah, but and now fans can finally you know this first day of 2019. Basketball can wait. <laughs> well, they can enjoy this moment. They got fans are going to enjoy this moment, and now it's time to, you know, turn their attention to basketball. Yep. It's it's now officially, you know, SEC play is about to start for basketball. Or conference play is about to start. So and we're looking good too. And Kentucky's, you know, basketball. When we'll start, I'm going to start. Do we're going to start doing basketball centered, uh, podcast now, and until NFL, of course, gets over, we'll, uh, definitely do provide more coverage on that. Do it 
NFL playoff, uh, kind of our predictions of what we think is going to happen. That's going to start up soon. The wild card games are soon. Uh, you know, 2019, turning to basketball for a bit. Uh, just for college football, just to give a quick update. Kentucky beats Penn State 27-24. to Iowa beat Mississippi State earlier today 27-22. That was another good game. LSU ends UCF's 25-game win streak 40-32. And Ohio State's currently beating Washington 14-3 in the second quarter. So, we got that. And just to talk a little bit more about LSU and UCF. You know, I'm always looking at comments just to see if, you know, kind of the dynamic of what people are saying about UCF and see if that changed or not. And people are making excuses. And that's something, that's a big pet peeve of mine. Well, and we talked about this. The thing is, UCF, their defense wasn't hurt by an injury. No. It's the same defense that would have been whether that quarterback got injured or not. And they got drugged. They did. Yeah, that now, game can was. Can you say UCF might have hung a little bit more with them? Because, sure. Yeah, but, but that, that doesn't, doesn't mean that yeah. they're killing. L- they that... had to kill LSU. Not kill. They had to beat them pretty soundly to have any type of gripe, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. They didn't shut them down. They didn't stop them. Another thing, the thing, the biggest thing about LSU is that they had ten defensive starters out. 10 plus stars and two more got ejected from the yeah, game. Yeah. Targeting. And UCF still couldn't, you know, run their offense and beat them. I, I, well, so you, you know, can't, I mean, you can't possibly. I'm still a big advocate advocate for the eight, 18 playoffs. I don't playoff. think that argument was made today. I really don't. And I, I'm, a I'm big still, for I'm it still too. a big advocate for it too. But still, you can't make an argument for UCF because yeah. they had every reason to win that game. LSU, SEC team, big on defense, had the majority of their defensive starters out. They had to beat LSU today. To have I'm sorry, and people say, oh, and the comments were saying, oh, we they didn't have Milton. Well, I'm sorry, Milton. but your freshman quarterback put up 300-plus yards on Memphis. Yeah. A freshman quarterback. So you – I mean, I am i don't know. Well, I mean, and, and, but also, you know, the fact is that LSU scored 40 points on their defense. I mean, what could that just quarterback take all, possibly have done right. for them other than 40 points? He might have just kept take, them in the game. Just taking the offense aside from it, their defense – you're expect you know same, the th- reason that Kentucky was able to stay in so many games is because their defense kept them in yeah. the games, and UCF. I mean, defense is totally different. I mean, uh, like I said, I mean, I just you know UCF is still a good team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think they're a good team, but I don't think you can make an argument. No, Whether or not they had McKenzie Milton or not, and you know, God bless the kid. I mean, he had a ter- terrible injury, well, almost lost his just, leg. Just to give you an idea of how one-sided this was, okay? And this is the stat line: LSU first downs thirty-two, UCF seventeen. Okay, uh, passes for first sixteen, UCF five. Okay, third down efficiency. LSU was 
UCF was 33%. Total yards, 555 yards for LSU, 250 for UCF. That statistically is a landslide victory for most teams. It didn't come out that way because of a couple turnovers and things like that. But for the most part, LSU drubbed UCF. They really did. They, yeah, they did. They crushed them. It, it, it was an eight-point win, but it didn't. It certainly wasn't that way. Yeah, they it certainly, certainly didn't feel like it. The ball possession was just crazy. Hell, uh, if it wasn't for that pick six in that first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would have so, been 40 I mean, I, to 24. I was all for UCF beating LSU because it would kind of force the eight. Like I said, I'm still a big advocate yeah. for that. It still I doesn't just, change my mind. UCF. I think the argument this year was Georgia. Yeah, I mean, like especially I, if especially if Florida beats if Florida beats uh, Clemson pretty soundly, Florida, excuse me, Alabama. Alabama beats Clemson pretty soundly, then there's definitely an argument to be made for an eighteen tournament because Georgia would have made it in. I mean, like I said, I mean, it just it solves all an eighteen playoff solves all of the controversies that went on this year in college football. And the Pac-12's got to step it up, too. Yeah, they do. The Pac-12's definitely... Honestly, I think... I've told you this before. I think Oregon's going to... I think they could be really good next year. Mm-hmm. And get the... I mean, also, Washington, they got... Their quarterback next year is going to be a former five-star quarterback that was at uh, Georgia... Ah yes, yes, I forgot about him. And he, and Jacob Eason, yeah, he's going to be Washington and Oregon are going to be up there, I think again for I mean for the Pac-12. So I mean, I, th- I think that would definitely because the Pac-12 doesn't really get a whole lot of respect. They get they get some love in the top twenty-five, but as far as the uh, you know the championship and things like that, they they're really going to have to go undefeated. Even with one loss, they're going to have a hard time getting in. Same thing as, you know, we talked about UCF, you know. Uh, UCF can't, can't even get in when they're undefeated. So, um, I think the Pac-12, if they can step it up, I think that would kind of force the hand a little bit. Because, you know, you have all these SEC, ACC teams. Hopefully, ACC starts stepping it up in the next, you know, few years. And you got these two stacked conferences, and then you throw in a Big Ten, Big 12, and then the Pac-12 comes in. Then you're, you know, you're already past four teams right there, that legitimately have gr- really good records, who've had quality wins, and you're telling them they can't go. You know, when Alabama maybe loses one game, so you know I, that's why we were talking about Alabama, Georgia, kind of hoping Alabama would lose, because it would kind of force the hand a little bit. You know, where you're leaving people out that maybe deserve to do it. This year was kind of a down year a little bit. You know, Ohio State was wishy-washy at best, you know. Um, You had a lot of teams that I definitely think that were in the rebuild stage, you know, in college football. So, you know, maybe next year we can have that kind of controversy, kind of push that conversation towards an eight, you know, for an 18 tournament. Right. Yeah, I mean, I – I really hope there is an eventually sometime down the road an 18 playoff. And I really 
I think it would just mix it up a little bit too, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. who wants to see another Alabama Clemson game? I, I, I tell you, this that, is something. When I saw that. I was like, oh. I, that God. was something I was dreading. And I, I like was Alabama. Ju- I like Alabama. I like Alabama, and I and to an extent, I like Clemson. I'm not a huge fan, but I, I'm just when I see those two teams, you know, you had your fingers crossed Notre Dame would win. You know, just somebody different. And we, we kind of, going into this, we knew Alabama was going to be in the championship. The only unknown was, you know, basically how Clemson would play against Notre Dame and things. Notre Dame proved to be a paper tiger. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they had their chance. At least they had their chance. And, you know, some of these other teams, I definitely think it's going to it's gonna force the hand. If, if by next year, we're going to see a step up with Georgia and Alabama, that that in itself, we might have two teams in the top four next year, and they're playing each other in SEC championship. And even with next year loss. is definitely going to be fun. Yeah. I, it's going to be as fun as it was this year. Yeah. I really think so. I mean, I know it's still going to be a fourteen playoff, but it's going to be fun next year. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a, a lot of controversy. Yeah. I think it could push push. It, the like you said, it definitely there. forces their hand a bit. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, Josh Allen just said about the NFL draft, if I don't go number one, I don't know who does. <laughs> I think he made his argument today. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a I good... Mean, I don't see that as cocky. I right. see that as, look, Matt, Matt Jones made how a, I played. <laughs> Matt Jones made a good point on Twitter saying, Josh Allen had three sacks and a field goal block in a game that he didn't even have to play in. Yep. He and, didn't have to. As a matter of fact, where he had forces... Asking him not to. Think about it. And he still wanted to play. Think he risked it. everything. Tell me they're not having conversations with, uh, you know, representation and things like that. And what are they telling him? You know, I get 10% of whatever he makes. Of course I don't want him to get injured. Don't play that last game. Sit it out so we can make our money. You know, we've got our guaranteed money. Because as soon as you sign that contract, you can break your leg the next day out and you still get guaranteed money. Right. So, you know, from a perspective of money and business. He risked everything. Like yeah. If you went out today and towards ACL, bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye, uh, five million plus. Combine? What's that? You know. They five million dollar plus contract? Yeah. That goes bye-bye. Absolutely. If he If he breaks a leg or tears his ACL. Yeah. He risked everything to play in this game. And that's another thing I will love about this team is that they played with heart. They could have, Benny could have easily sat out this game. He didn't need yeah, to play. Yeah, Benny could have. Uh, you know, we have a tight end that's, uh, you know, that, that's I wish we would have used more. Caliber. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, they could have sat out the game as well. That's another moment we can't forget is that last drive against Missouri. Yeah. yeah. Coming back on that last drive and getting it to C.J. Conrad. Yeah. That, that um, and, and a tight end being a tight end. And another, I would never forget on that post game show of KSR that fan calling in, crying because he was hugging hugging with his son after them after UK pulled that out. Yeah, they got emotional on an emotional standpoint. This team definitely got a lot. That's why, like to the I fans. said, this team is is this football team is one of the most special sports team UK sports period. In the last 20 years, it really is. And, and the reason is because, it one, it was a surprise. And two, they're good kids. They're, they're fun to watch. And, and, you know, they appreciate the fans. Uh, 
You want to tell the little story I think you've told on an earlier podcast about Cash Daniels and Benny Snell. And about Cash Daniel, he, he, uh, UK wanted to sell out 10,000, I think it was about 10,000 more tickets, and he went out and he gave them, uh, he got them to, uh, got him the fans, and he just got about every single ticket given out. Yep. The fans. Who Cash, does that? Yeah. You know, Cash Daniel was just a good old Kentucky boy. That. No, he didn't have to do that at all. No, nope. you know? not at all. So, and that's that's another thing too. And you know, I like, like I said, this team is never going to be forgotten. No, they will be forever. You know, we talk about forty years ago that team. This is going to be a team. A hundred years from now, people are still going to remember. And I absolutely love this team. And one last thing, we're going to take a look at their schedule for next year, starting off. August 31st, they play Toledo. Week after that, they play Eastern Michigan. Then they play Florida at home, Mississippi State away. They play uh, South Car- Southern Cal- – uh, <laughs> they play Southern Carolina. South Carolina. Southern Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> <USC>. <laughs> <laughs> they play South Carolina after that. Then they play Arkansas, Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, Vandy, it looks like uh, I'm not even sure. UT Martin and then Louisville at Kroger Field. It's definitely a home heavy schedule, which yeah. is not a bad thing. Maybe go to a lot more games next year. <laughs> but uh, I mean, let's looking at the schedule. The only legit you got a chance, Georgia. That's a, that's a the only legit loss you can say is Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, those other games besides Toledo, UT Martin, Eastern Michigan, and Arkansas, maybe those other games are a coin flip. But we're still not saying eleven and one. I'm not. not yeah. I'm, no. Hell no. I'm not saying eleven no, and one. But I think it's definitely something. To it's look definitely to. a possibility. Yeah. Other than those games, there's definitely a, some coin flips. So, all right. Just take a look. After that, just want to thank you guys for listening to us for 2018 again. 2019. We have a lot of things planned. Thank you guys so much again for listening. We really do appreciate it. And until next time. Might even do a podcast on a cruise. (laughs) You might. But we'll keep you updated. Please keep listening. Again, we really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And this is one of the funnest things I've ever got to been able to do in 2018 was start my own podcast. Really excited for where I can head. And like I said, until next time, thank you for joining us in the Man Cave.